Hey, chiropractors, we're ready for another modern chiropractic marketing show with Dr. Kevin Christie, where we discuss the latest in marketing strategies, content marketing, direct response marketing, and business development with some of the leading experts in the industry. All right, welcome to another episode of the Modern Chiropractic Marketing Show. This is your host, Dr. Kevin Christie, and today I've got number three of three interviews with Darcy Sullivan, and today we're really diving into kind of repurposing and refreshing old content. You know, one of the key things that I do in my practice is try to take old content and make it better or to even redistribute it through different channels because sometimes, uh, you know, we've, we created really good content and there's nothing wrong with that. And, or sometimes we created content in the past and it, it can, it and be improved. And so we dive into that. It's a, it's a really good episode. I highly recommend checking out the other two. You can listen to this one without listening to the other ones first, but after you listen to this one, you'll definitely want to go back and, and hear those if, if you didn't. So this will be our third installment of this. And I think it all puts a nice bow on it and you really should get a good understanding of how SEO is working and really producing patience for you in your sleep, literally. And so I highly recommend making sure this is a big part of your your marketing and your practice. And it should be done, just kind of running without you. You don't have to do a whole lot of stuff, create some content, things like that, but farm the rest out. And we dive into some of that. Before we go into the interview, I want to make sure that you know all about the master series from Motion Palpation Institute. This is the Sports Summit. And it's everything lumbar spine. This will be March 28th, 29th of this year. I went last year, I was able to speak on business growth and marketing. I really wanted to go this year, but I have my my first child being born right around that time. So I can't make it out there. But I like how they they break this sports summit up. You know, Friday night, they usually do some business insights and kind of get that going. And then Saturday, Sunday, you're getting palpation in an adjustment training on the lumbar spine. Last year was the shoulder. This year, again, it's the the lumbar spine. And so you're going to learn that part of it. You're going to do soft tissue techniques for it. There's going to be functional, like last year, Jason Holm, who's presenting again this year, did everything with the SFMA for the shoulder. This year, it'll be really spotlighted with the lumbar spine. Obviously, it can be connected. You've got Dr. Winchester there doing some DNS stuff, rehab things. It's just an amazing collection of, of experts getting you a weekend where you're going to dive into the lumbar spine and leave there knowing how to do a lot of different things for that. And uh, the lineup is incredible, right? You got Dr. Mark King, Dr. Corey Campbell, Dr. Brett Winchester, Dr. David Seaman, right? You got Dr. Jason Holm, Dr. Richard Ohm, and you've got Dr. John Rosa. And so you've got quite a lineup, great presenters, knowledgeable and I think one of the cool things about this is, is these docs are doing it in practice and they have thriving practices and they're going to convey this knowledge to you. And this is going to be in Chicago, uh, Lombard, Illinois, to be exact, at National University of Health Sciences. And you can go to www.mpicourses.org to sign up for that. It's a very reasonable ticket price and you're going to get a ton of information out of it. So that's March 28th and 29th of this year. And that's www.mpicourses.org. You don't want to miss it. I wish I could see you there. Sign up, go, enjoy it, and I'll see you next year, 2021 there, because I'll definitely be there, as long as another baby's not being born at that time. All right, without further ado, here's my interview with Darcy Sullivan. 
All right. Uh, we got our third installment of three with Darcy Sullivan. We're going to dive into making old content new again, reviving old website content to improve your online rankings. I'm a big fan of this. Uh, welcome to the show again, Darcy, and, and we'll dive in soon. So just uh, give us a little bit of update on, on how you've been over the last few weeks or so and what's new in your world. Um, I'm doing great. Trucking right along in the new year. Things are going good. I'm excited to talk to you today about, you know, updating old content to make it new again. This is the third one in the series. So we'll probably be referencing some of the previous ones so that we're not overlapping and talking about the same thing over and over again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So just for the audience out there, if you haven't listened to the other ones, in January, we had one was blog SEO. So it was a step-by-step guide to creating an SEO-friendly blog post. So that's something I think a lot of chiropractors, a lot of people in general don't realize is that when you do create a blog, there are some key aspects to making it SEO-friendly. So we dove into that. And then in early February, we had uh, local SEO, how to rank for your city and surrounding areas. And that's obviously very important for a chiropractic practice. You know, sometimes some businesses are online and they're multinational and there's not necessarily like a city that you have to have local search for, but for chiropractors, it's, it's gigantic, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, so reference those. You can't, you can't miss those ones. You can learn from this episode without having learned from those ones prior to, but I highly recommend uh, listening to after you hear this one. So let's, let's dive in. What are, what are, uh, what are your thoughts on making old content new again? Well, so making old content new again, I know we were kind of talking about this topic and I didn't know if we should call it that or historical optimization or content relaunch but there are so many benefits to jumping in and reviving some of your current content. You've got the fact that new readers might not have seen your old content. You have the opportunity to make it better, Mm -hmm. which leads to more traffic and better rankings. And if it's a blog post and you have included social proof on it, you know, for people to share it on Facebook or to like it or anything like that, you've got the addition of already having this social proof behind a blog post that, you know, you've already written. Plus, we're revitalizing content. So we're not starting from scratch, which means it's a time saver. Yeah, it is. And then sometimes you just run into scenarios. Like for me, this happened recently. January, February is really busy for me for uh, the NFL Combine stuff. Now we try to create new content around that. So this would be an example of a, of a campaign that you could, that you could run. If you have some kind of scenario like this for us, you know, you could do a campaign around it. And so I did have my uh, associate write a blog around our experience working with these college athletes and stuff like that. But at the same time, I'm busy and I don't have a lot of time to create additional content, but I've, I've done campaigns around the combine stuff in the past. I've been doing it for 12 years. So uh, I repurpose some of that information and some other stuff to really fill out our editorial calendar for January and February. And so it kind of helped fill some holes for us. Yeah, absolutely. And we can talk about, you know, how do you pick what pieces of content you should revive? But another thing that's important to mention is 
when you're doing a search online, and I think right now we're talking more specifically about blog posts, mm -hmm. but if I were to type in something like, what are the best tennis shoes for runners, or is chiropractic care safe for the elderly, it's going to come up with a lot of blog posts, and usually when you see the blog post, you see a date beside them. Mm -hmm. And Google has the opportunity that it can show the date of your post. And somebody's just more likely to click on a article that's more recent than one that's from five years ago. So they might even scroll down a little bit further mm -hmm. okay, Google so, before clicking. Yeah. So, yeah, let, so I guess part of it is, is you would take, like, let's say you wrote a blog four years ago and it's dated 2016, you know, February, 2016, you would take that and then republish it on the new date. Uh, as long as all the information's uh, still timely. Well, there, there's definitely a few more steps that we okay. want to go through before just switching the date. Perfect. Let's do that then. Yeah. <laughs> so, but so first things first is if you have a blog post that for your keyword is already ranking in the top, let's say five positions, mm -hmm. which is kind of, you know, of the sweet spot. I wouldn't recommend this strategy for that. We want to go to the content and the pieces that have more room for growth that are going to offer you a quicker win. So you can dig through if you go to your Google console, con Google console is a little bit easier to find this information okay. than you would through Google analytics. And um, if you want in the show notes, I can type this out for you because it's kind of, or even do some screen grabs because it's kind of yeah. a little hard to say, That'd click here, do this. But under performance, you'll find what, search terms people have been looking for mm -hmm. and you can go to pages to see which pages you know people are clicking on and you'll you'll realize that you probably got some really quality older blog pieces that make up a chunk of what's driving traffic to your website. Yeah. Can I in interject real quick? Absolutely. I actually just got an email from a Google search console team and it's your January search performance for my chiropractic website. And it's pretty cool. You know, I know you know all this, but mm -hmm. from the audience standpoint, it just gives you, you know, how many clicks to the website, impressions, pages for, with first impressions, whatever. But to your point here, it says top growing pages compared to previous month. I've got a, we did an article on the, the that we call the dead butt syndrome or gluteus media syndrome. And we got a plus 116 clicks from the previous month on that article. I think I wrote that article three or four years ago. And that, that's a great example. So you've got this content that's already out there and you can go into Google console. You can click, um, like I said, I'll, I'll include the steps for you yep. to publish with this, but you can get an idea of where your current position is, what keyword queries, what people are searching to get to that page. Mm -hmm. And this gives you some really helpful information in determining which pages or which blog posts specifically are worth you putting in just a little bit of time. I mean, we're not yeah. talking about as long as it would take to rewrite. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, Perfect. yeah. So, you know, when I, I do talk to a lot of chiropractors and when I look at their blog posts, I find there's these hidden gems, like the one that you, you just mentioned. Mm -hmm. You also have some chiropractors that, have been around, you've got chiropractors that are new and you've got chiropractors that have been around for years. 
And some of the ones that have been around for years, the idea of how to blog and how to rank has changed and evolved. Mm -hmm. And they've got some content that we can use the term evergreen, meaning that it's still relevant today as it was three, four, five years ago. Yep. But, you know, it's hidden. It's buried down there. And you've got either some that are really detailed and great, or you've got some of those posts that are super short. You know, we don't need to go into detail about all the SEO of writing a blog post because we did that in January's episode. But, you know, a 200-word blog post just doesn't cut it. So you've also got some people that I know I've talked to that had purchased blog posts that were pre-written that other people have the exact same content and you don't want to have the same exact content and you don't want to have those short posts that aren't going to give you the ability to grab those higher positions. So going through and revamping the content is a great option to build upon what you already have. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, it's I'm in the process right now with with another person and trying to put together a we'll call it a blueprint for chiropractic blog writing because there's a lot to it. Obviously, you know, there's SEO and that's something that you and I've talked about and you've provided guides for that and it's and that's a huge part of it. But then like on the other side of it, a lot of chiropractors tend to right in too much science, you know, and and not really resonate. So I'm trying to dive into that as well. It's like a little bit more story, you know, maybe Mm -hmm. add some bullet points, video, you know, basic stuff and and, and do that. So it could be an opportunity with what you've presented on blog writing and the SEO components and some of the guides and step-by-step that you've talked about. And then some of the things that I'm going to try to implement as far as getting them to speak at a level that's a little bit more digestible for the regular person. And so they could go back uh, and take a blog that was an effective blog from a few years ago and just touch it up, right? And make it a little bit more optimized. Absolutely. So when we revisit content, Mm -hmm. our goals are to check for accuracy, freshness, and how comprehensive it is. And again, as you mentioned, we also want to make sure, you know, it's scannable as we talked about in our previous SEO blog post podcast and that, you know, you are using words that target your audience and you're not talking doctor to doctor, you're talking doctor to person. Perfect. Yeah, exactly. That's, I think that's such a big mistake they make is they, they definitely do their doctor speak and it's just flying right over the heads of people. Yeah. So as you go through, there's a number of things that we'll, we'll talk about that you want to check on and maybe adjust. Mm -hmm. And Obviously, we're, we're going to say the date. And what's important to note on this is, you know, it's very easy in WordPress and some of those others to go in and change the date that something is published. But if you accidentally publish it, like say an hour from now or a day from now, trying to get ahead of the game, mm-hmm. it's going to disappear. So you want to make sure when you change the date that you change the date and the time to a date and a timestamp that matches the time zone that's associated with your blog post and that, you know, just do a double check to make sure it it did appear on the date and time that you marked it for. Perfect. Makes sense. And this gives you the opportunity. So you might have, when you, when it's time to go in and update this blog post, you can change the name of it. You don't have to keep the name the same. 
you can change it slightly. Maybe your name prior was buying the right sneaker type for, you know, a runner or something like that. You can change it to a runner's guide for buying the right sneaker. You've got these opportunities to go in and change the meta information, the title, the description to help you improve SEO from that standpoint. But you've also got the opportunity to go in and revise the content, remove any content that is no longer accurate or doesn't belong. It's a great time to replace images. Maybe you had an image of a tennis shoe that isn't around anymore and you want to update it to the latest and greatest tennis shoe. You've also got the opportunity to add more media elements like videos or infographics going in and yeah i'm glad you said that i want to sorry to interrupt i definitely am glad you said that because i think the video component could be so huge in the infographics and just like really making it good content and so instead of thinking you have to just keep on creating new stuff that's average or above average let's let's go back and really make these great pieces of content and there's so much information that's already out there. I think we talked about this before. You don't have to create the video for it. You can go out and find another video that you embed that gets the point across without you having to create it. You just obviously want to make sure you're not using your competition's video. But, you know, there's resources that already exist. There could be new statistics that you want to include because, again, this is enhances the information and brings it up to date. Yeah. And then another thing I want our audience to consider is they, hopefully if they've been listening to this show long enough and some of our other episodes and and things like that, they've gotten a lot more clear on their audience. And Mm -hmm. so now maybe they turn that blog they wrote that was just very general into kind of, it's a very general post. They could now uh, think of an audience in mind and uh, target that per- that group or rename the title like you mentioned earlier to catch the attention of that group. And so you could definitely improve uh, maybe the audience aspect of it and the target. Yeah. You also want to make sure as you're continuing to add content to it, you know, you can include testimonials, you can include stories, you know, you can really personalize it in that way aspect. But you also want to make sure that you're breaking up the content. And I I noticed some blog posts, you know, there's an image at at the top and then it's just pure text. Yeah. So taking the opportunity to embed video or an image or, you know, like we said, an infographic, every 350, 400 words really helps you also. It eases the eyes and gives you the opportunity to break up this really big, chunky piece of article two great things are happening right now for parker seminars las vegas you can still get early bird pricing but it ends soon and you could be entered for a chance to win a vip package that includes three hotel nights stay during the seminar at the paris hotel you'll also receive a vip badge that gets you access to reserved seating in the main hall front of the line access for photo and autograph opportunities and exclusive access to the Parker Alumni Lounge. Go to parkerseminars.com and choose the Las Vegas button to register now. That's parkerseminars.com. I want to make a recommendation, and I've met it a few times, but there's a book written by Ann Hanley, and she's mm-hmm. a really good content marketer, and it's called Everybody Writes, and she's got 
it's just a cool book. And, and she talks about a lot of different ways of writing for different things, whether it's a blog or a book or a Facebook post or an email. And then some of the things she talks about is like you, exactly what you just mentioned. And then she even goes to the point of, you know, a lot of people don't like, like if you were writing a book, like I actually just did, uh, people don't like long chapters per se. And right. so sometimes you have short chapters and she, in her book, she's got some chapters that are like one and a half pages, <laughs> but it's, mm -hmm. but it's great. Cause you feel like you accomplished a, a whole chapter, right? And I know that sometimes when you talk to doctors, they want things to sound so professional and be really lengthy and bulky. But once you start looking at things on a phone, it has to be smaller and more digestible to make mm -hmm. it easier for people to scan. Cause we're, we're people that scan these days. We yep. don't always just read. Yeah, that's for sure. And so great. That's really good information on, on the blog stuff. I don't want to feel like we're pigeonholing everybody into only this, this only pertains to, to blogs. I know you're, you, it probably pertains to certain pages on your website too. Is that correct? Absolutely. So you've got, I think blogs are just kind of the one thing people usually think about because they're like, oh, I need to add fresh content and they think of blog posts. But this also pertains to your overall website and your overall website, you know, you want to visit and take a look at those main pages. If when you built out your website, you didn't take the time to build out a comprehensive chiropractic page or back pain page or really dive into those keyword pages that you want to rank for, this is a good opportunity to go back and do that. And it's a good opportunity to build it out and you shouldn't get overwhelmed. Like if you, you can always update. I think yeah. that's sometimes people are like, Oh, well, if I sit down and I have to write this out, it's going to take so long, but you can, you can always update. If you've got images that look dated, mm -hmm. switch them out. I mean, that's an easy fix. Developing more content, making sure that, you know, using all of those best SEO practices, throughout your blog that we talked about in January's episode, you can implement those as well. Mm -hmm. But going through and making sure that your web pages are interlinking. So if you're on the chiropractic care page and you mentioned back pain, it should link to back pain. If you're in an article on your blog post that is about back pain and there's an easy reference point to an article, another article of yours or a main page on the website, you want to include those. Yeah, those pages are huge. And I know we've added to our website and it gains a lot of traction. And that's what you'll see in that, uh, going back to that that Google console you talked about, it's pretty cool. You can expand it and it'll show your top pages. Uh, I'm looking at one right now where it's it's showing the amount of clicks I got on, on pages and some of them are blogs that we wrote and some of them are pages, you know, one of our top pages is just my, my about me uh, section of me, my bio, but we got one on sports recovery because we have a sports recovery center in there. And that was something that we did. We've got one on neck pain on that and it just shows in there. And so it's not just blogs that they're, they're clicking on. It's also informational pages that are congruent with your practice. And I, I know that every chiropractor 
is different in the way that they attract their leads. But mm -hmm. if you do have a lead magnet of some sort, if that fits with the way you're running your business, some of these top pages that you realize you're getting a lot of traffic to are a great opportunity to really have a strong call to action, mm -hmm. either if it's to download something or to take an action so that you can get their contact information. Yeah, absolutely. That's why we're... We've put a lot of effort into um, free online courses in, in our practice, and we're in the process of getting the third one done, uh, but essentially that's our lead capture. We've got one on, uh, we haven't published them yet on the site because I'm in the process of, of changing websites, but we've got one on injury prevention for the desk worker. We've got one on triathletes, uh, so injury prevention for runners and triathletes. And then the third one is going to be a low back course. And it's going to be free, but they're going to have to provide their name and email address, and then it'll be a drip campaign. It's, it's, a, it's a little elaborate. I think for some chiropractors out there, it's a little elaborate right now, but that's going to be definitely a big lead capture for us. Another thing to mention is as you go in and you see which of these pages people are coming to on your website, whether it's they're directly coming to them and that's the first page they land on or mm -hmm. they're ending up on and you realize that this is high quality content, you want to make sure from a navigational standpoint that it's easy to find. Mm -hmm. So you don't want it buried, you know, specifically if it is an important page on your website, it shouldn't take somebody more than a click or two to get to it. Yeah, definitely. And then I wanted to ask you uh, a question too. It's it's a little on topic, but off it uh, is the bounce rate thing. And so if you have a page that's really kind of uh, maybe titled well, but then the information's not congruent or yeah. not that good, there's probably gonna be a higher chance they bounce quickly, which is obviously not good. So, okay. A bounce would be somebody gets to your website and boom, they jump off of that page. And yeah. this can happen for a number of reasons. One, as you mentioned, the information doesn't line up. And when we say the information doesn't line up, it means that they went to Google, they typed in, um, you know, how to find the right sneakers to prevent back pain, whatever. And they get to that page or, you know, back pain, they get to that page, they realize this isn't the information that I want or I'm looking for and they jump off. Mm -hmm. And this can happen both, this is important to note, both organically this can happen when somebody's organically searching. This can happen when somebody sees a social media post of yours. This can also happen through paid ads. Mm -hmm. So you want to make sure if you see a large bounce rate, something's happening. Now, if it's a page that is a landing page, meaning a landing page is a page where you don't have, it has less navigation and it's maybe like sign up for this free training mm -hmm. type page you're going to end up with a higher bounce rate. That's that's very different than a specific page on your website, your website.com forward slash back pain. If people are coming to your back pain website page and bouncing off, there's an issue. And yep. the only acceptable issue for why are they just bouncing off is because they're calling you to make an appointment. That's, you know, uh, okay. yep. or they're bouncing off to go to a schedule, you know, they're bouncing off to go to the scheduler to go schedule an appointment with you. That's acceptable. Other than that, you want to go in and look at that information and see why, why, what, what's missing the mark here. And, you know, one of the reasons that we love to include internal links on our website is so that you're if somebody's on your page, they're reading through, they see something, they click to something related to it, 
you're increasing the dwell time, which is how long somebody stays on your website, which is a huge indicator to Google of how reputable and how how important your website is. Yeah. And so, you know, I don't expect chiropractors to, to, to dive into all those little nitty gritty details, but what I want them to understand right now is that if you make your website a very well thought out content platform that's adding value and you're following these principles, whether it's the episode you and I did on blog SEO or local SEO and then making old content new and adding pages and, and it really being congruent with your audience and your message, then those things will inherently improve. And then you could obviously, you know, hire someone like you to help out with the, the nitty gritty and making sure all that's connected and such. So I don't want the chiropractors thinking they have to start diving into that. Uh, you've got patients to treat and content to create, but there are people out there that can get, dive into that type of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And something that, you know, I know we mentioned video before, but, you know, including video, including um, infographics, including images, that kind of stuff, it's just as important on your main website as it is on your blog. So if you've got relatable videos that go along with what you're talking about, it's a great place to put them. I mean, you don't want to overwhelm and drop in 25 of them in one area, but, you know, if there is a video that aligns, it's a, it's a great location to include those as well. Yeah, I, I love that. That's where I, I kind of tell people, it's like, okay, let's do an editorial calendar for the month and let's pick uh, an audience and a topic and let's write about it. And then what can we, what video can we shoot around that, right? So if we're, mm-hmm. if we're talking about the, the example you've been giving is say shoes and running shoes or, or whatever, you could shoot a video of you going through the basics of shoes, or you could then shoot a video of the foot function and how a shoe plays into that. And, and then maybe a video on some, I don't know, foot strengthening or some calf stretching, whatever you want to do. But then throughout that blog, you could plug those videos in, in, a, in an appropriate spot. And, and that's going to just benefit your blog immensely. Absolutely. And when you batch content together like that, it makes it easier on you because it's going to take less time. Yeah, exactly. You don't have to start thinking of a million things to create. So, Right. Perfect. Okay. Then how, any other great gems as far as uh, making old content new again? Yeah. Well, I do want to refer back to a minute to, to blog post. And mm-hmm. this is to people that have had their website, I'd say more specifically, probably a WordPress website that they've had for seven, eight years. Mm-hmm. It used to be that, you know, the permalinks, and when I say permalink, I mean the URL yeah. would contain the month, the day, and the year. So it would be, you know, your website.com slash month slash day slash year slash title of your post. And if for some reason you're, you're still on that track, mm-hmm. you want to switch that because that's an indicator to Google. Even if you update a blog post from 2014, 2014 is still sitting physically in that URL. Uh. So, you know, you can do this by changing the permalinks and then you just want to make sure that you redirect the old URLs, the yourwebsite.com mm-hmm. forward slash month, day, year, post to now just yourwebsite.com forward slash post title. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. That's great. And that's not too complicated to do, is it? No, it's not. It's not overly complicated. It's, you know, there's a new, there's always a video for that, right? But um, <laughs> to find on YouTube to walk you through. But yeah, it's it's not that difficult. But again, that's just 
I know everybody who's listening is at different places and stages of how long they've had their website. So you do have these people that have blogs or, you know, have websites that are still running from many years ago. Perfect. All right. Good. You know, I think a, a topic that I want chiropractors to think, and I mentioned it before, is that we want to decrease the overwhelm, <laughs> yes. you know, and we want to decrease the overwhelm. We, we get it. We understand that you're treating patients and you're running a business potentially, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on. And I think uh, optimizing old content and getting it really good on your website is very helpful, but also you can redistribute it as well, right? You could take it and you can run it as a Facebook ad again if you want. You could post it on your business page. You can send it as an email. You can do all those things. You could even turn it into a print newsletter if you want to. Is that something that you like to talk about with, with chiropractors about just the distribution channels as well? Yeah, absolutely. And that kind of comes to the batching content. You know, you don't want to just do one piece of content for that sake and just be like, okay, we'll push it out once through social and we're done. You know, you do have the opportunities to, we can go back to running shoe. Um, you know, if you do the video and you've got the, then you've got the blog post and then maybe you have a designer put together a little infographic to go along with it. You've got all these related resources. And even if they're older, and specifically, like if you go in and you see you've got content and pages that are older that are still doing really well, there's no reason to not continue to circulate them, add them into your circulation when you're sending out your email blasts or when you're posting to social. You know, you don't want to lose the momentum of old content. You can always re-push it out. Perfect. Great. Yeah, I highly recommend that. And I think that's a great way of making old content new again. You know, it's one of those things like even if someone saw it from four years ago, they're not going to necessarily remember it. I just did that recently. Again, I told you I've, I've repurposed content and uh, I actually even reshot a video on a pre-run warm-up because uh, the, the one I did previously wasn't really great video quality and just I knew I could do it better. So I redid that and redistributed it. And a couple people remembered it, but they're like, oh, we can never hear this enough. This is great, you know? And so most likely... Uh, uh, the audience is going to be different in a lot and this is the first time they're seeing it. But even if it's the second time they're seeing it, it's not going to be a problem. Right. And you know, if you've gone in and made some small tweaks to it, mm -hmm. there it, it is fresh and it's new and it's updated. So it's not exactly the same. And you know, you can also easy, easy update is switching out images. If you've got something, especially if you're sharing it through social you know, if you change out the image, if you switch the name of the title, if you update parts of it, it's going to look like fresh new content. Yeah, exactly. And then last thing I just wanted to ask you, and, and then we can uh, wrap it up here, is that um, I did uh, a while back, I kind of did a content audit on my website, and there definitely was some blogs that I just didn't like. They were, uh, this was years ago I had someone do some blogs and you could tell they were keyword stuffing and it just wasn't, wasn't a great blog that was written and, and I put on my website. So I removed them. Do you recommend obviously removing things you don't like like that, but do you remember, or do you recommend kind of doing a content audit sometimes and maybe just removing some content? Yeah. So, you know, these day and age, we kind of call it pruning, like mm -hmm. pruning back the stuff that just isn't, isn't important or doesn't work or is just that low hanging fruit. But again, it gives you the option of 
is it asking, is it not good because you, like you mentioned, it was keyword stuffed. You yeah. know, if you were to go in and clean it up, does it have the opportunity to thrive or should it just go in the garbage can? And if it goes in the garbage can, you want to make sure that you're redirecting, doing a 301 redirect, which is pretty easy to do to point that to a revised version or content that's related to that. So just in case anybody that link is still out there or anybody's trying to get to that page, they're going to end up at a, a page instead mm -hmm. of just a 404 page. Okay, perfect. Great. Great information. Yeah. One thing that I, I think we, that I might've forgot to mention is mm -hmm. when you are doing a scan and you're deciding what we should update and what we shouldn't update, mm -hmm. you also want to check for broken links. It's a great time uh, to do that. And there's, you can use a free broken link checker. It's brokenlinkcheck.com. Okay. Um, this gives you the opportunity because maybe throughout your blog post, you had cited a source and that source since has updated, right? Yep. So this happens all the time. Mm -hmm. So that gives you the opportunity to do some simple quick fixes of, hey, let's just go in. This source, they're not using it anymore. There might be a reason for it. Why don't we look for a better source? Perfect. I like that. Good, good tool too. We'll put that in the show notes. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you again. I, uh, I know you'll be on the show in the future again, but this was just a really good little trilogy that I'm glad we did. And uh, I always appreciate your help for chiropractors. I know you and I are working hand in hand together with some and it's going very well. So I, I thank you for your time again. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. It's fun. Thanks for tuning in today. Please be sure to check our redesigned website at www.modernchiropracticmarketing.com. Stay up to date with our blog where content is regularly added by Kevin and guest contributors. You can also access our library of podcast episodes there. Go to www.modernchiropracticmarketing.com and subscribe to the podcast today. This is the podcastfactory.com.